Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of NFL Insights, hosted by Brennan Rampey. Of course, you can find Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL. And we're going to get right to it. We're going to let you know that Brennan upped his game, went 11 and 4 last week. So he's really, uh, he's really hit his stride and he's going to look to keep it going. And let's keep it going with an early morning London game, shall we? The 1 and 4 Dolphins at the winless Jaguars. But the Jaguars historically have liked to play in London. Yeah, they're really good there. It's kind of like a, a home game for them. And honestly, this might shock people, but I think I'm going to pick them, even though Tua Tagovailoa is going to return for the Dolphins this week. Um, no Devontae Parker for the second straight week, and Will Fuller is still on IR, so the offense is still going to be really limited, I think. And cornerback Xavier Howard is officially out, and the cornerback on the other side, Byron Jones, is questionable, but listed with an listed as questionable with an Achilles injury, and. Whenever you see Achilles on the injury report, that's not really good. So it wouldn't surprise me if he got ruled out. And if the Dolphins were to be without two of their top cornerbacks, I think the Jaguars would do well with throwing the ball. And uh, I know it's been pretty bad so far with the Urban Meyer era, but if they were to win a game, I think it would be this one. And I think I know there was some statistic that um, rookie quarterbacks are winless in London, but uh, I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. Shocking. Uh, almost as shocking as the two and three Chiefs entering week six with the same record as the Washington football team also sporting a two and three record. Uh, yeah, both of these teams haven't had the seasons they've been hoping to have so far. Um, it's really surprising that the Chiefs have lost three games already. That's more than they lost all of last year. The The offense can't stop turning the ball over. They've turned the ball over like three times almost every game, so it seems, and the defense is just horrible. It's reverted back to 2018 form where they couldn't stop anyone, and that was the year they lost the AFC Championship game to the Patriots when Tom Brady was still there. And the Washington football team is just a couple of plays, a couple of lucky plays away from being 0-5. The offense is meh. I'm, I'm not sure if Taylor Heineke is the the real deal or the franchise quarterback and uh, this defense just fell off a cliff. They haven't been good at all and the Chiefs are going to be a big challenge for them. I know they didn't score a lot against the Bills but the Bills have had the way better defense so far this year and also the Bills have a way better quarterback with better offensive weapons and the Washington football team had the worst looking injury report of the week that I saw because they're going to be without two starters on the offensive line guard Brandon Sheriff and rookie right tackle Sam Cosmi, and they're also going to be without two wide receivers, Cam Sims and Curtis Samuel. So I know the Chiefs uh, defense has really been terrible this year, and they will be they will be without Chris Jones and Charvarius Ward, but the defense should probably have their best game of the year this game, I would think, and I think the offense will be I think the offense will be a good the offense will have a good day the Chiefs will win this one and get back on track. Gotcha. Uh, Our next game takes us to MetLife, and I'm getting very strong lock of the week vibes as the 4-1 Rams come into town to take on the 1-4 Giants. Yep, you're right. This is the lock of the week. Uh, It just hasn't been the Giants' year this year, and I feel like we've been saying that almost every year. 
it's a one and four start. Uh, a lot of injuries on offense and defense uh, is mainly to blame, but still, it's not good so far. And the Rams just have the major advantage here in almost every way. They last played on Thursday when they beat their divisional rival Seahawks, so they have tons of extra rest. And um, there was rumors that Daniel Jones would miss this game after suffering a concussion, but it looks like he's on track to play for a second it looked like backup quarterback Mike Glennon would get the start but I just think the Rams are going to destroy the Giants no matter who the quarterback is Saquon Barkley is gonna miss this game which isn't surprising he's always seem he always seems to be hurt and wide receiver Kenny Galladay is also out for this game and uh the offense should have a great performance with all that extra rest they've gotten and the defense should have a really good day as well. I just don't think the Giants are going to keep this one close at all. So I think the Rams are going to destroy the Giants. So you like the Rams big. Mm-hmm. Let's head to Indy where the 1-4 Texans will take on the identical record 1-4 Indianapolis Colts. Yep, this is a AFC South divisional battle. And uh, both of these teams blew a lot of big leads last week. I think the Texans were up 22-6 to against the Patriots and blew that, although rookie quarterback Davis Mills performed really well against Bill Belichick, which rookies never do that ever, pretty much. And uh, the Colts had an even more heartbreaking loss to the Ravens. I think they were up 22-3 to in the third quarter, and they just had the Ravens beat, so it seemed. I kept thinking it was over, and, and uh, they couldn't finish it off. The, the Ravens won in overtime, and that just was absolutely brutal. But um, I think I like the Colts here. They're at home. The Texans are way less talented than the Colts are. And the offense still was really good in the loss to the, to the Ravens. Carson Wentz played his best game in, in years. And I, think, and I think I heard T.Y. Hilton finally got activated off of IR, which would be great for the Colts. He gives them another weapon. And, yeah, I like the Colts here. They, I think they'll bounce back in this one. Okay, let's head to Detroit, where the three and two Bengals will be taking on the zero and five Lions, and uh, you got to feel bad for Dan Campbell there, huh? Yeah, for and it's the second game where they missed on a field goal that was like fifty yards or longer. I think I remember hearing this. It was the the two thousand twenty one Lions are the first team in NFL history to lose two games on a fifty yard field goal or longer on the last second. It's just brutal. I was really worried that the Vikings would lose to them, which would have made me very upset, but they managed to get the job done, but it was very close. So they've had two losses like that now, and even though there isn't a whole lot of talent, and even though they're winless, I think Dan Campbell is respected by the players. They really are getting close, and they do have a lot of draft picks in the next coming upcoming drafts, which is good because they're not really going to contend this year. I really don't know when they're going to win a game. Of course, anything can happen in the NFL, but um, I think the Bengals are a much better team than the Lions are. They have um, they look like a team on the rise, and uh, yeah, Joe Mix, Joe Burrow, and well... The Joes? The Joes, yeah. Um, Joe Mixon should have a good day on the ground rushing, and uh, Joe Burrow should have a great day throwing the, the, the ball to one of the to to a really good wide receiver trio in Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and in my opinion off, offensive rookie of the year front runner Jamar Chase. I think the Bengals will 
have a big day on offense, and the defense should do enough to win. So I think the Bengals will win on the road. Gotcha. Let's head to Soldier Field, where uh, one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL, uh, the 4-1 and Packers at the 3-2 and Bears, the new-look Bears. Yep. For the first time in a while, the Bears have a rookie quarterback in this rivalry, Justin Fields, who has won two starts in a row now. And uh, But this is going to be the first significant test. The Bears haven't beat the Packers since 2018, but that was before Matt LaFleur became the head coach. And ever since he arrived, they've been undefeated against the Bears. And the Packers have just dominated this rivalry. Seemingly, it feels like forever. They've had Brett Favre, and who dominated them for years and years. And now Aaron Rodgers has done it. I believe he's 21-5 and five against them. And yeah, it's just been a pretty one-sided rivalry recently. And I think the Packers will get another win. David Montgomery is going to be out for a couple weeks. And they just placed Damian Williams on the coronavirus reserve list. So it'll, it'll, it will probably be rookie, rookie Khalil Herbert getting all of the all of the snaps, but he's not David Montgomery, and I don't think he's Damian Williams either. And uh, I think the offense is going to have another rough day, as per usual, so it seems, under Matt Nagy. And I think the Packers will get another... I think the Packers will win, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was a big one. Okay. Let's head to Baltimore, where uh, Game of the Week vibes are present, when the 4-1 and Chargers come into town to take on the 4-1 and Ravens. Yeah, this is my Game of the Week for sure. Uh, this will be a really important game that should tell us a lot about both teams, and it could very well decide playoff seeding, and maybe it could even be a future um, playoff meeting. Uh, I'm really impressed with both of these teams, especially the Ravens, whose, whose season almost looked to be over after all those injuries suffered before the season even started, but they've been playing really well, and I was really impressed with that uh, comeback win against the Colts. And uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert had a phenomenal rookie season where he broke nearly every rookie quarterback record, and he's picked picked up right where he left off. Uh, some people think he could maybe be the MVP, and yeah, he's been playing really great so far. And I know the Chargers are in the same division as the Chiefs, but Honestly, I think they're my AFC West favorites right now. Um, and the defense, even though it gave up a lot of points against the Browns, is pretty good. They, they made stops when it mattered against the Browns last week. And uh, this is going to be a really tough test for both teams. I know the, the Ravens don't have Sammy Watkins for this game. He got ruled out with a hamstring issue. But I think I heard first-round pick Rashad Bateman will finally play after missing past five games due to a groin injury, I believe. So I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I think I'm going to go with the home team in the Ravens. Okay, let's go to your game, uh, where your guys, the 2-3 and three Vikings, will be in Carolina to take on the 3-2 and two Panthers. Panthers uh, not looking so hot of late. Uh, yeah, a 3-0 and o start, which was against some which was which was against some easy competition is now starting their their season is now starting to go off the rails a little bit I guess you could say uh, they lost to the Cowboys where they were three and zero heading into that game entering that game and then they lost and then they lost a very winnable game to the Eagles as well and Sam Darnold has kind of reverted back to Jets form throwing a lot of 
interceptions. And also, I know that they haven't had Christian, Christian McCaffrey, but still, they were in position to win and make plays against these opponents, and it, they haven't been making them. The Eagles game was especially winnable because there was a snap, a bad snap. I saw it in the highlights. There was a bad snap by Jason Kelsey to Jalen Hurts. The ball went flying into the end zone, and the, there were several there were several Panthers players there, and all they had to do was fall on it, and it would have been a touchdown, but they could never get their hands on it clearly, so it ended up being a safety. And if they could just carry that ball or hold it securely, they would have won. So that's why they're three and two and not four and one. They're not making key plays when it matters most, and Darnold is really struggling right now. And just today, just today, uh, Matt Rule ruled out Christian McCaffrey. He's going to miss his third straight game with a hamstring injury. And um, I didn't know Dalvin Cook's status up until today. He is going to play after missing last week due to an ankle injury. And looking at the injury report, defensive tackle Michael Pierce is really the only notable player that will seem to miss this game for the Vikings. But they're, they have depth at the defensive tackle position with free agent signing Dalvin Tomlinson and also other free agent Sheldon Richardson, who's in his second stint with the Vikings. Uh, the Panthers' offensive line has also really struggled, which I guess is a partially a reason why Darnold has struggled. And the Vikings are second in the NFL with in sacks. I saw that on NFL Network. I don't know who's first, but I can tell you that the Vikings are are second. And uh, yeah, I think the defense will have a good day against this offense, especially with no Christian McCaffrey. And the Panthers do have a really talented defense. It might be difficult for the Vikings to move the ball, but I think the Vikings will make key plays when it matters, and I think they'll get a close, hard-fought win on the road. So I'm picking the Vikings. Okay, let's go to uh, an interconference game that's pretty interesting. Uh, we'll go to Cleveland, where the 5-0 and Cardinals, the only undefeated NFL team, will rumble into Cleveland to take on the 3-2 and Browns. Browns got some not-so-great injury news today. Uh, yeah, both of these teams are going to miss a one very important player. This is also my most anticipated game in the 4 o'clock area. The Browns are not going to have Nick Chubb, their phenomenal running back, in this game with a calf injury. And the Cardinals aren't going to have defensive end Chandler Jones after testing positive for coronavirus. It's unknown if he's vaccinated or not. But um, this is going to be a really tricky one, and I've been thinking about it. Um, I think I have to go with the undefeated team and the Cardinals. The Browns have been really good throughout five weeks. I remember hearing that Baker Mayfield had a partially torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. I was wondering how that would impact him versus the Chargers. And from what I saw, not at all really much. He looks... He looks pretty good. And uh, even though there is no Nick Chubb and no Jarvis Landry, although Jarvis Landry should come back really soon, um, I think the Browns will keep it close. But um, I do think the Cardinals are the superior team right now. It wouldn't surprise me if the Browns won because the game is in Cleveland, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals here in a close one. Okay, let's head to Mild High where the Raiders... Uh, we all know what's been going on with them. We'll come into town to take on their divisional rival, the three and two Broncos. Yep, the NFL. We, there was very shocking news in the middle of that Ravens versus Colts game. That's when I found out that um, John Gruden resigned as Raiders head coach after even more emails got leaked than the one that already came out, of where John Gruden used racist language when while talking about. NFLPA executive D. Maurice Smith further emails appeared that were misogynistic and homophobic, and he had to go. 
And now, assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Rich Bisaccia is the new um, head coach, and uh, interim head coaches usually never get the get the job the, the season after. But um, the Raiders are still three and two. There's talent, but uh, I don't know. It feels like their season is all thrown out of whack now, and um, like like their opponent, the Broncos are also three and two. Both they both started off three and zero, but now have lost two in a row straight. I think the Broncos have the better consistency in coaching. Vic Fangio is still the head coach. Uh, I do think it's the better roster overall, so I think the Broncos will win this one. They don't have any drama surrounding them, really, unlike their divisional opponents. So I'm going to take the Broncos, but it could be a close one, though. All right, let's head to New England, which will round out the 4 o'clock slate as the 4-1 and Cowboys come into New England to take on the 2-3 and Patriots. Cowboys clearly look like the cream of the crop in the NFC East. Yeah, for sure. They were, they were the favorites to win the division before the season even started. That's what I thought, too. And, uh, yeah, last year was a little bit of a fluke because Dak Prescott got hurt. And uh, now that he's back and playing at an MVP caliber level um they're definitely the best team in that division the eagles look like they're in a rebuild mode especially after trading zach Ertz to the cardinals i forgot to mention that even though we probably won't play against the browns the eagles look like they're in rebuild mode i'm a little unsure about jalen hurts um the washington football team i don't think there's a lot of talent there but i don't think they're gonna win the division and the giants no um, the Cowboys are really good, the offense in particular, and the defense is creating tons of turnovers and not allowing over 30 points every every game like they did last year. And uh, Patriots have had a little bit of an up-and-down season. That's what you expect when you take a rookie quarterback in the first round and you have him as your starter immediately. I think Mac Jones has been the best rookie quarterback out of them all so far, but um, I think they're going to lose this one. They've been winless at home so far, and I think that'll continue here. The offense just doesn't compare to the Cowboys' offense right now, and uh, the defense struggled against Davis Mills, a rookie. So I think Dak Prescott is going to have a, a great day passing, and the Cowboys, off- the Cowboys' offense will probably do really great rushing too. I think it'll be a big Cowboys victory. Okay, let's wrap up the Sunday slate with the night game, which brings the 2-3 and three Seahawks into Pittsburgh to take on the 2-3 and three Steelers. So the Seahawks lost on Thursday to their divisional rival Rams, and, and not only did they lose the game, they lost their quarterback, Russell Wilson, for at least three weeks with a finger injury, which ends a long streak of starts. I believe he had started every single game since week one of his rookie season, which was 2012, which was a really impressive streak, but unfortunately it's over. Geno Smith is now the backup quarterback, and uh, he performed well against the Rams when he came into the game, but uh, the Steelers are going to provide a different test. They're going to be on the road now. And even though the offense has struggled throughout most of the season so far for the Steelers, uh, the defense has been pretty good all year long. And uh, the offense has started to put it together over the past couple of weeks. And... um, yeah, they performed really well against the Broncos, who had a really who have a really good defense, although they did sadly lose Juju Smith-Schuster for the rest of the year. But they still have Deontay Johnson, who's been really good so far. Chase Claypool, who I think is the number one wide receiver of the future for the Steelers. And they still have James Washington. So they still have good wide receivers. And uh, I know Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been so great this season, but uh, I think he started to improve. And uh, 
I think they'll get a second consecutive win at they've they beat the Broncos last week at home and I think they're going to beat the Seahawks at home to win two games in a row at home and two games overall to improve to 3 and 3. All right, let's go to Monday night where the 4 and 1 Bills will come into Tennessee to take on the 3 and 2 Titans and uh Bills looked pretty impressive last time we saw them. Yep, they blew out the Chiefs, which was really surprising. I thought it would be a closer game that probably that I was expecting the Chiefs to win, but yeah, the Bills just uh, really stunned stunned me and probably everybody else. Uh, the offense was explosive. the The Chiefs' defense couldn't stop them them at all, and the defense was really good too. They had three three turnovers, and uh, yeah, I think they're they might be the best team in the AFC right now. And uh, the Titans have been up and down through five weeks. Um, we lost a winnable game versus the Jets, which was a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, the, I saw on NFL Network the offensive line has allowed more sacks than anyone, any any other team so far this year, which with 20 sacks allowed when we're only in week six. And that's not good, especially because the Bills used two consecutive picks in the draft on defensive ends, Gregory Russo and Carlos Basham Jr., and they, still have, and they have lots of other players on that defensive line. Um Anything is possible with Derrick Henry, but I'm still going to take the the Bills. But if Julio if if Julio Jones is active for the Titans, which I don't know that he is, um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Titans won this game if they have all of their key offensive players. But I'm going to take the, the Bills on the road. And there you have it, folks. That wraps up uh, week six. Don't forget to uh, follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL and check out his column. Uh, that he contributes to over at qblist.com against the spread. Beat the spread, I'm sorry. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, as always, for listening.